You're tuned in to Business, Faith, and Family with entrepreneur, author, and friend, your BFF host, Christina Harris. She has a wealth of knowledge, but more importantly, brings to you the love of God. She's authentic and transparent. Get ready to be blessed. Your life coach is here on the BFF Show. Welcome to part two of Pray Hardest, when it's hardest to pray. Hey, welcome back to Business, Faith, and Family, the BFF show. I'm your host, Christina Harris. We're talking about how prayer, or how you should pray hardest, when it's hardest to pray. And before, we talked about some other facts and truths about prayer, but now we're going to get into how it's so essential for you to develop a habit of prayer. Set aside your time for prayer. Here in Philippians 4, 6-7, then I read from the Amplified Version. It says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, meaning every circumstance and situations, by your prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. So that means continue to pray. And the peace, that peace which reassures your heart, that peace that transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your mind in Christ is yours. So here it's basically saying you can have the peace of God, but it's something about prayer that moves you when you go ahead and pray and God has a way of allowing you to leave it all at his feet. And in exchange for you casting your cares onto him, he'll give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know about you, but there's many a times when I need that from God. Things in life gets overwhelming and stressful and we carry so much. Everybody's busy. Everybody's trying to do something with themselves or just overwhelmed with responsibility. So you have to develop that prayer life where you can constantly come before God, lay it at his feet and ask for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Another more important thing I want to talk about prayer that a lot of people don't talk about is you have to have the right motives when you pray. Are all your prayers centered around self-gratification? Just meeting your needs. Just, you know, increasing you. You know, all those things are fine, but there have to be a balance. And even when you're praying, your motives, you know, are you praying um, that God you know, get someone else out of the way so you can become the manager. You know, all those things. As we pray our motives, check your motives. Make sure you're still being a person of character and integrity. You know, I remember there were times where I would, you know, I would pray that God will handle my husband harshly, you know, because I wasn't able to um, win some arguments, I'll say. You know, that's being transparent. But then God will talk to me and say, well, what did you do in that argument? What did you do and how could you have prevented? How did you allow me to handle it before you went ahead and you said something that later you'll regret? So God is truly the best friend that won't allow you to stay in your mess, who encourages you and molds you into the image of Christ, meaning to get to a place where you don't stay stagnated. Get to a place where he encourages you to be better, do better, produce fruit 
You know, don't just settle for, hey, I've always been that way. Hey, you know, I'm sharp with my tongue or all those things. God doesn't honor that, but he does honor when you make a true effort to just try to change, try to be a little bit more patient and forgiving and graceful and generous. The same thing that he does for us, you know. So another thing I want to talk about is what does God desires in your prayer life? You know, too often we don't show God any reciprocity in our um, relationship with him. And it's always one-sided. But I, I, I encourage you to boldly ask God, well, God, how can I fulfill the desires of your heart? Hey, he may answer you and he may simply say, I want you to love on your children more and be more patient. You know, I want you to love your husband or your wife and oversee their flaws because I'm doing a work in them and I need you to trust me. So you never know what he will say, but I pray that you show um, reciprocation back into your relationship with God. So some of the things that God desires in prayer is obviously praise and worship, not for just what he does for you, but also for simply who he is alone, you know, simply who he is alone. I found that a lot of the times when I come to God with a heavy heart, by the time I even get to the issue, I found to be in a good spot in a peaceful spot when I got stuck in my praise for just who he is alone and praise certainly will help you to shake off the dead weight of your emotions and your feelings and the thoughts and the insecurities or whatever it is praise just praising God for who he is whether he bless you again or not that should always be the focal point of our prayer you know um, Thanksgiving, obviously, too often we ask God for more, but we haven't, you know, really fathomed and steward or thanked him for previous blessings. You know, he wants to pour out his heart to us. He wants to forgive you and he wants you to forgive your brethren. You know, a lot of times we have to, the forgiveness is there from God, but we have to humble ourselves and ask God for forgiveness. And sometimes that's difficult to do because you may feel like, Lord, I keep blowing it. I keep having to come to you and ask for forgiveness. And God says, I don't care if you ask me a hundred times a day. I have this huge sea and I gladly throw all your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I cast your sins as far as far as the east is from the west, meaning they'll never meet again. I don't remember your sin anymore. When Christ died for you, there's no double jeopardy. That his death was enough to pay the price for all of your sins, past, future, and present. Every type of sin, whether it was in your thoughts, your actions, or whatever it was, your attitudes, God can handle that. Again, and God desires and he wants you to be encouraged. God is always on time. Even when he's silent, God is working on your behalf. And you just have to trust him, trust him through your hurts and your anger and your frustration at times, you know, trust him when you have a crushed and broken heart, you know, trust him through all of that. And another thing God wants us to do is just simply pray according to his will. 
things that concern of him, the widow, the poor, the lost, the broken, the heartache, the sick, relationships that need to be restored, pray for his kingdom to come, pray for his holy city Israel, more harvest workers, protection over the missionaries. There is lots of things that we can pray for when we come up outside of just our small immediate needs. God is giving you enough evidence of who he is, his faithfulness to your life, even when times when we aren't faithful. God is giving you enough evidence of all of that to show you that he's trustworthy. The Bible says that God is not a God that he shall lie. You know, and finally, we're going to talk about how to pray, how to pray. A lot of people, they they Google that how to pray. And it's a simple answer again. There's no right or wrong way to pray. Now, Jesus was generous enough to leave us with the Lord's Prayer, which covers everything from praise to provision to forgiveness and protection, you know, and adoration. But that's just for you to build upon. You're going to have your own way of praying. God just wants you to get in the momentum and the rhythm of being comfortable coming to him, even through your good, bad and indifferent moments with God. God in your relationship with him is something that needs to be cultivated, just like a marriage or a friendship or a mother and father. It's something that has to be invested, time set apart to cultivate. And then I promise you, when you're really going through some tough times, God won't feel so far from you. When you're really going through times where nobody else, when everybody else, you know, forsake you, you have developed a relationship with God that all you need is him. And you're okay with that. You don't need the validation and approval from others. You don't need the likes and the friend requests. You just need God and you can rest on his promises. You are just joyful just to sit in his presence. Just to sit in his presence. That's my goal for you. That God can begin to trust you with his heart. He can begin to lay things and visions and his purpose into you now because he trusts you. Y'all have a relationship. God isn't too distant that he's not close and near to you. And a lot of the times the enemy, he wants to, just as he did with Eve, he makes you do one thing first, which is question the character, motives, and intentions of God for your life. He had Eve thinking that God wanted to withhold something that was good from her. And that was far from the truth. If anything, God wanted to protect her from coming into a knowledge that she wasn't ready to fully understand or experience. And even with her coming into that knowledge, God still gave them grace. Still gave them grace. So, as I was closing, I want to remind you to never to stop praying. You know, even as I'm ministering to you right now, I don't minister from you from the perspective of all is well and there's a level of perfection that has been reached. The Bible says that as long as we're on this earth, Christ is going to have to perfect a thing within us. So we have a lifelong journey of being perfected into the image of Christ. So don't despise the journey. However, even in my time of ministering to you at the moment, 
I'm having to minister to myself. I'm having to minister and remind myself, draw back on my remembrance of the goodness of God, how prayer changes things. And if it doesn't change the situation, it changed my view, my heart towards the situation or the person. So I encourage you, as I said, don't give up on God. Don't give up on the one thing that's going to save your life and teach you how to persevere through it all, which is your prayer life. You have to mute the voices of the enemy that try to discourage you and keep you disconnected from the vine. Christ says he is the vine. So that's why I started out this message with pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. God bless you all. To stay in touch with your BFF, get her latest book, or to watch episodes of the show, go to BFFlive.com or follow her on all your favorite social media sites like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under BFF Host. If you'd like to book her for your next event or for direct coaching sessions, email Christina at BFFhost at gmail.com.